0: Hey, everybody. Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have uh, a family member. Uh, She is a cousin to my wife, Dina. I remember meeting her when she was in... University of Florida, I I think the first night I met you, I gave you a pedicure. Do you remember this?
1: I remember. (laughs) Believe this or not.
0: This is Angelia Waygood, by the way, who I affectionately refer to as Weewa. Um, So, Angelia, thank you for coming on the show. Go ahead. Sorry for cutting you off.
1: Very glad to be here. Um, I remember that day very well. And we were all at the beach, I remember, before we went out. And we were when we get together in the in the summer. The cousins all, especially at that age.
0: That age, you guys were all. Every you day. guys were at the peak of your powers. You were yeah. all the peak of your single time. and ready to mingle. And, and I'm
1: it's, I'm a lot younger. No, I'm a lot younger than Dina. Like I remember when she was a teenager. She was my I love. I looked up to her. Like yeah. she was, I was one to be with her. She was so fun and funny and just fun to be around. And but I would and she always let me hang around her. And it reminds me so much kind of how I see my kids now with their cousins. Yeah. It's really cute. And I love that we have that. Um, especially since we're not really, you know, relate, uh, we're really more like related through marriage, but we all grew up so close. And Diana, um my, my mom was sick when I was young. Diana took care of us. And that's how I think we became so close that there was a summer where we spent a lot of time with Gina and, and Dana. And um and I think that, and Debbie even too, she was a little, she was a little so older. my
0: wife's. My wife is Dina. Her sister, younger sister Dana, and Dana just had a baby. So I'm going to put it on the air because she doesn't want anybody to talk about it, just to piss her off. And then her older sister is Debbie. So my my wife's family, my wife's immediate family, is the Basiglios. Uh, Angelia's maiden name is Castellano. And if you live in Tampa, if you practice law, if you go to a restaurant, if you've gone to an orthodontist, if you've gone to a dentist, if you've gone to a veterinarian, if you've gone to buy a used car, if you You've had crown molding done in your house. Chances are that somehow you've crossed the path of this family, this huge, beautiful family. But what's great about them is, uh, you know, there's the actual relation. But in reality, they're all like close, close, close siblings. So uh, I know know that it might have been through marriage versus blood. But, I mean, you guys couldn't be any closer if you were, you know –
1: I, sisters. I agree with you. Yeah. I will agree with you. And our resemblance of everybody pairing us always together um, has also been strong with, you know, the Bucks. And I, I never got to cheer with them, but my sister got to cheer with, I think, no, I don't know about Debbie, uh, but I know she got to cheer with um, Dina. And that, I would have loved to have that.
0: What years did you cheer from?
1: I only cheered the year before. To the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah, that one year, and I only tried out that one year. My sister too; she did it right out of high school. Well, you school.
0: tried out once, you got on once. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And
1: I wanted—I don't know—I—I I was kind of like I tried it, and I—I I definitely said my my. We both did say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna try it again. We're gonna try it together when we get a little bit older." And then time got away, I got married, and then that no, was just
0: history. Right. You know. So getting back to the story, I was in law school. It was the summer. Everybody, so a big long history of family down at Anna Maria.
1: I remember your friend.
0: Chris Palumbo. You can't Palumbo. not you, you, can't, you can't not remember Chris Palumbo. He's one of a kind, but we we ended up going out to the, the hurricane or whatever yeah, that hurricane yeah, that's yeah, yeah, exactly right. And it was you, your sister, Debbie, Dina. I can't remember. I think
1: da- I don't even know if Dana maybe, Dana, was maybe a, Dana,
0: maybe maybe Lisa. Uh, but then we all came back to Dina's dorm, and f- for whatever reason, I decided that I was going to start.
1: Because we were probably doing shots, and Josh was being Josh, and he just started shit-faced, hammered, yeah,
0: giving everybody. But I would have thought
1: it was that guy that was doing that, right? I do you remember both of you? Yeah, you knew it
0: happened. You it said, was, said, Oh, who did it? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there was some, you know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe with one on each foot. I don't know how that, that worked had out.
1: Fi- That had to be 15, 16 years ago.
0: Longer than that. That was. I've been practicing law for going on 20 years now. So that's 20 plus years ago. Wow. I know. Right.
1: Time does slip away.
0: So uh, you are born and raised Tampa, right? Right. I mean, you you haven't. Where where was your house growing up? I don't know.
1: So my house growing up, interestingly, that you we talk about this is on the same street as the Basiglio Dairy.
0: Okay. So, so 301 or whatever? It's
1: right between, it's called Palm River and it's right near Claremel. Claremel, this show with so Claremel
0: like, people. Yeah. Another no, Claremel. This is the first female Claremel person that we've had on. That's it, a high high honor.
1: And I, and a tribute to Chris Bryant, my cousin. I love him. I never knew the history of Claremel. Oh my God. It's it's a huge. Or, or his, was it grandfather? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Coming in through the service. But I grew up in that area. And when my dad bought land out there, um, him and actually Sam Ferlita, who has now passed away, his one of his dearest friends, who was a contractor for Bush Gardens. Um, they literally just my dad subcontracted the house and built it, and they were the only two houses on the street.
0: Your family though, and this the is the was there. This is the thing with your family you could probably drive around with your dad, and he's like, I built that. I knew that guy. I mean, it's it's amazing how much Tampa was built on the backs of the italian latino you know and it started off very much blue collar farm worker but now as these people have kind of gotten older through a life of blood sweat and tears their their children have succeeded them and they're doctors and lawyers and have these you know so it's kind of this evolution of of you know society watching kind of what's happened with the Castellanos and the Basiglios and everything like I that. I
1: really couldn't agree with you more. And I'm thinking of that from my perspective as raising children on Davis islands, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up. Yeah. Like that at all.
0: It's like another and world going over that bridge. It's so, it's so bizarre to me. And it
1: is. And I, and I mean, it's I've like, always growing up in Tampa, I always knew about Davis Island and loved South Tampa and had friends that lived there, but, um, because you know I end up going when you go to a private school I think kids kind of come from everywhere sure but, there's not um, zoning
0: or whatever but yeah now
1: you know that's some of the subject that I think about a lot you know we're in the best school districts in the county my kids go to Gory elementary wonderful school but we're going to sixth grade yeah and now I'm kind of like mm, we're at this do we focus more on? you know, is she flourishing where she wants to flourish in sports, but we're also thinking about good friendship building. And, and I'm, with, with Marina, a... you're going
0: to start worrying about colleges not too, too long. Yeah. Right.
1: But right now we're on middle school. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I know. But with her, so, so. I, 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 I
1: agree. What I'm saying is I, I grew up, I consider myself very blue collar. Yeah. Uh, my dad was very, very, conservative. Well, your
0: dad is still like, I mean, how old is he? My dad
1: is 84. But
0: he's the dude, turn. dude's like up on the roof and oh. like under a car. And I, I know he, I think he might've had a little bit of health issues lately, but.
1: Not not even much. Not I mean, ba- he fell on his face on concrete and didn't But he's snow. a
0: tough dude. I mean, yeah. not, he's not a, physically not an imposing guy. I mean, he's, no. he's a, he's a smaller guy, but super quiet. But you always just, he seems like the smartest guy in the room. He's just kind of eyeballing, measuring everything up. But
1: he really is. He works his smart.
0: ass off. Yeah. And you know,
1: I will say this, and this is a tribute to people that might not think college is important. It, even if we're going to evolve to Zoom college. Mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the experience of learning to live on your own. It's forcing yourself to get through school on your own. Yeah. Parents living over your head. My parents didn't have the opportunity or their family didn't have the money. For them to go to college. Right. My dad had to work harder because of that, I think. And a lot of it is, listen, working hard has never been bad for anybody. Sure. So I feel if I I didn't learn anything but that from my dad, I learned something because he is the toughest, hardest working person I know.
0: Well, and obviously, and we'll get there eventually when we talk about kind of not not i won't, won't say the point of you being on this show but obviously i want to discuss your profession and your business and what you're doing in the world of personal training and all that other mm-hmm. stuff but obviously that work ethic can be seen through what you've been able to accomplish with yourself because you know i've known you now for at least 20 some odd years and for you to consistently you know do what you've done as far as the people that you've trained, the way that you live your life, the time that you get up. I mean, I love, I love when I get a text from you at like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, she's probably been up for about three hours already. (laughs) She's probably trained like three people run five miles and making lunches for her daughters.
1: Well, I've learned, I learned to make the lunch the night before. Yeah, and then I've also learned to pick out my outfit the night before.
0: Time management, no, it's true. That's a that's a big.
1: Four twenty comes quickly. Yeah, especially when you're not when you're tossing and turning, or somebody gets up sick in the middle of the night, or whatever, and you're just like,
0: "Is that when you wake up?" Four twenty. Nice. <laughs> that's interesting.
1: Well, it's really four fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I, z- I zone off until about sure. You so give yourself
0: 45. an extra five minutes to luxuriate from right. four fifteen to four twenty. So, uh, what you? Where did you go to high school?
1: So I went to Tampa Catholic and actually like I said I grew up in the Brandon area and our our Brandon was nothing when when we were growing.
0: Yeah, up. you didn't have the mall I, there. So you didn't have any of those restaurants.
2: Your
1: father-in-law was the dentist or the dentist. Yeah. Norman was the vet. Yeah. And there was nothing more than that. Yeah. Not much. I mean it was no mall the mall was my first job at 15. Which that I, that mall? Yeah.
0: I remember when that mall opened. I was in college when that mall opened. I was
1: 15 and I I Brandon Mall I've never, and that's the thing is, I I never think about it, but looking back, I've never not wanted to work. I've always had yeah. one, two, three, or four jobs at the same time. Yeah, and also being in this industry that I've evolved into this, as as opposed to the career I went to college for, I've even when I had that career, you know, I was just got some extra time and need some extra cash. Let's work in a restaurant. And um, I've always just had the desire to keep going.
0: Well, you are not an idle person, like. Yeah. Even at the beach, when, you know, if we come over and visit, you're not sitting around. You're. Cooking or doing dishes or cleaning or you know, I I don't I don't get the sense that you're one that just kind of even if you could would lay around. I mean you you've gotta be moving. I do. Yeah. But
1: then I like to relax. Right. At my own pace. Sure. But it's between four fifteen
0: and four twenty every morning.
1: No, I like <laughs> to watch TV. Okay. But I like to be able to do it and not have to get up to do something else. Yeah. So by the time I do that. I, my husband laughs. He cracks up. He's like, and he can sit down and watch something and stay awake. Yeah. And I can't read, first of all, because when I, the, I lay down in bed and read a page, maybe. And obviously. You've been
0: up since four. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. So nine o'clock, I'm done. I'm taking them to dance. We're going to lit softball. You know, I've got to take them to CCD. I'm doing appointments for my my managing my mom. Right. You know, things like that with her health and making sure that she's okay. And, um, you know, it's again like it, I, I hear these. I'm sure you find yourself listening to some of the things your parents told you, and you hear their voices saying. It oh, again. like when my mom said, I only have two hands. She always used to say that. Yeah. And it was like a saying that stuck in my head that she would say. And another thing she would say, I need more hours in the day. Yeah. I,
0: now, your mom, I've only known your mom. You know, it, it is kind of as an older person. You know, how was she in your earliest memories? Was she always? She seems like a saint. Was she always just very kind of?
1: She's not. No, not. <laughs> and she's a Gemini. Okay, through and through. Marina couldn't be more like my mom. Oh, really? If my mom and I, and again, I didn't know my mom as a child, but from what I, the, just her mannerisms and. And just her opposition to a lot of my mom is very um defiant, and she really competitive. She really to argue she watches she loves to watch all those I
0: would have like, never detective I would shows have never thought and, that
1: and, and so anyways, yes, and that's the way about her. I mean she's spunky okay, and um she's you know she's sick now and she's yeah. older and but she still has it a little bit here and there um she was head of the p t a she was volunteered in the hospital. One day a week, when we were small as a pink lady at St. Joseph's Hospital, oh wow. she worked the polls since she was nineteen years old um so whenever there was an election, that wasn't all the time, but she would go out six was o'clock politics in the big
0: in your family growing up? Uh,
1: you know, I mean, yeah, I think just you know, my mom and her brother fighting about it mostly. Mm-hmm. He lives in North Florida now and is a very, very um. Conservative. Conservative. Is she more
0: I, moderate. Would I you say? I don't really
1: like to use that word because I feel like my parents are conservative people.
0: Well, conservative, conservative. You know, financially conservative or the all the, the way. Yeah, yeah. They're
2: all the way. You well, know them enough to. Know.
0: Well, but yeah, you. They live through, you know, recession. You know, right. depression. You know, they. they it was. You got to make this milk last for a while. Oh, you got to make right. these eggs dad, last for a my while. Dad will
1: tell me stories about how they used to do tin foils. And like the kids, if their sandwiches were in tinfoil, they would they would volunteer the tinfoil and they would all put the tinfoils together and they needed the but aluminum for something. I don't know like if
0: you're design. this way, but I am going to hell for how many paper towels I use. I don't know if you're a paper towel person. I just go through rolls and rolls a day. and I know it's awful. I, I just know, know it's you awful. Know I have
1: to tell you, I have a very, very dear friend. I, I have some dear friends I hold near and dear to my heart. And I consider you one of them. Um, And this guy, Ian Foss, Mm -hmm. my brother in law's roommate, he works for a window company, tile and window company. Uh And they get these rolls. Like the industrial. industrial. Yeah. Yeah. The industrial.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I get, ex- I love to. Clean oh, them. sure. I get very excited wiping things down. Oh, is my freedom. My,
0: I, I about lost it. Dina had to sedate me because I got a new pool skimmer. Um, I that
1: going to have to get you one of these. Oh. So he's like, whenever, just get, every time he comes over, I cook, he brings me a few That's badass. I love them. I thought you were going to tell me
0: something bad about using paper towels. And, and I was they're gonna... hard. Oh, yeah. They're
1: like cloths.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. So um, you are one of four. You were the youngest of four, correct?
1: The youngest by 20 years. My brother is 60. 60. And then my sister that passed away. What's your brother's name? Leo. Okay. Oldest. And he is Le- in the Italian family. You name the firstborn son after the grandfather, not the father like okay. we do a lot yep. of the times. It's after the grandfather. So my dad is Sam. And he was named after my, my, my grandmother kind of broke the rules. And if, if you ever knew my grandmother, mm. you can see she was spunky too, but she named all her, her children after people, but she kind of changed the name. Yeah. So my dad was supposed to be after Salvatore, but she just he is just Sam Castellano. No middle name, no Samuels. No
0: but that's nonsense. no that's nonsense. It. That's him, yeah.
1: So he's Sam, and um my grandfather was Leopoldo. Okay. And so my brother's Leopoldo, but he has always gone by Leo.
0: But where's and the Castellano family from in Italy? Is it, is it's it? the
1: Santa Stefano, the okay. place that I think most people there are from Tampa? So, you know, I my family is really the people that, if you go to the Ybor City tour, we yeah. talk about. My mom's family came from QS. They came from Cuba. They came through from Spain to Cuba to QS. What to was her Cuba. maiden name? San Juan. San Juan.
0: Her maiden name was San Juan?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my gosh. But
1: my grandfather was adopted. Okay. And they changed his name. So his real name actually was Gallibert, which okay. is my Aunt Rita's, uh, was my Aunt Rita's name. But like I said, he got adopted at okay. a very young age, and she changed his first and last name. Oh wow! So they grew up. So it's funny how generations talk about generations of Ed. Of Ed, my grandfather was Edward San Juan. There's been an Edward. My grandfather was went by Eddie. Then his son went by Ed Pinky. Then his son has to go by Edward, and this son goes by Eddie again. Oh wow! Now that my grandfather's dead, he's an Eddie, and this is all from a name that was
0: made up. Yeah.
1: Just given. It. It's not a family name.
0: But that's what I love about your family and about this culture is that you guys all know this and you guys study it and you guys
1: It's fascinating. It's
0: uh, it's uh you're proud there's a lot of pride there like I couldn't give tell you shit about my family like I I couldn't go back one generation maybe and just no one cares but you know when I that was the first thing that impressed me as I got to know your family through Dina and then the brothers and the cousins and you know, you guys revere the olders and you guys know the history and you guys can speak, you know, knowledgeably about the lineage of like you just did there, the names or who worked where or whatever the business was or.
1: My parents, they um we spent a lot of time. Back when we were young in the car, you talked. Yeah, you you didn't really. I mean, they've listened to music. But you just told me Brandon.
0: There was no anything to do, so all you probably did is hang out with family and listen to old stories. Right. Yeah. So
1: like even my my the Cagnina side and my my dad's side, you know, he was his mother was the oldest of nine children, or the oldest girl of nine children, and so her mother was still having kids. She had my uncle Jimmy, which is Dina Cagnina's dad. Mm -hmm. Two years before my her oldest daughter had my dad, so they grew up more like brothers right. than uncle and S-
0: much in the same way that you and Dina grew up like sisters as opposed to cousins or whatever. Right. Right. So we talked about Leo, and then your the next oldest was your sister.
1: Yes, but there's six years between them.
0: Okay. So they. And what was coming, her name?
1: Her name was Lena. Okay. And she was actually Fida Lena after my mother's mother, my grandmother. Fida Lena. Fide.
0: Fide Lena. Fide Lena. Spell it for me.
1: F I D E. L. Okay. I. N. A. Oh
2: wow! Okay.
1: And um, I I mean I love my grandmother to death, and I really like she went by Fide. Okay. Fide. And I like that much better. But that name together, it's it's they're beautiful names separately, but together it just doesn't make it work. So my grandmother went by Fide, and my 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 sister went by Lena.
0: And what was the age difference between you and your sister? Um,
1: and so then there is the thirteen years, and then so then ten years, passed. My mom. Said she wanted. She wanted six kids. She always yeah. looked at Diana and said, "Oh, I wanted more children." But she, I guess, she really struggled to have them uh-huh. during that time. Right. She just wasn't. She didn't have. Well, any how old was she by that point? Um, well, she had my brother at twenty, so twenty-six. So she was twenty-six. She had my sister at thirty-six, and back then people weren't having kids. That that's late.
0: late, especially back then. Right? Yeah.
1: And I remember my mom tells me this story that that's when amniocentesis first came out, uh-huh. and they were really encouraging it for for advanced age people because there were not so many of them right people having babies that late and it was so new she said she never wanted to do anything like that because you know she was it wasn't gonna matter yeah Yeah. um but then so my sister was born and she was kind of separate by herself and my mom i think what's your sister's jennifer okay and we are very close and she lives in tallahassee and we're the closest in age and, um,
0: what's your age difference?
1: We're, th- we're three years apart, just like okay. my daughters. Okay. Um, and I love that because I relate them to us in a lot of ways and to my cousins and their sisters and how we grew up. And when I'm trying to teach them lessons about behaviors and that, you know, certain kids go through certain things and phases. And I remember when Dana and I were little and we got into a fight about this. That's how they learn. Sure. Me, yeah. That's how my parents taught us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just four of you, right?
1: Yeah, four of us. And then, so three years later, again, my oh my my mom's own brother was already living in North Florida now with um, his family. He moved North Florida to Panama City. My um, grant, he worked for his father who was a, in the cabinet business. Right. And they were divorced. So my grandmother stayed here and we stayed here. And my uncle worked for my grandfather, so he moved to Miami. And okay, they worked in Miami for years, and then they moved to Thomasville, Georgia, and then that's where they settled in North Florida. And now, my uncle owns a big, a big mill out there, EF San Juan.
0: So, growing up, like, did you have much of? Did you did you cons- think of Leo as a brother? Did you think of Lena as a sister? Or were they so much older that they were almost like? hybrid parents, well, you know, kind of like,
1: yes. And so ways. So, so funny because my brother used to take me to school. I,
0: I've, I've very minimal interaction with your brother. I know that he was very religious. Like I know if you go to sacred heart, a lot of times you would see him working at the church there. And I've always seen him at family events, but I don't even know that I've ever talked to him once.
1: Yeah. He's, um, very much like he's, he's real, he's a blend of my mom and dad yeah. in certain ways. Like, he can be very, very reserved, right? And in certain ways, he is—he um, stifles an outgoing personality, and he has some—he has some health problems, right? Um, and I—I I try my hardest to help him with those because now the roles are reversed. So when he used to take me to school, everybody used to say, "Is that your dad?" Yeah, because he was so much older. And then <laughs> my dad. Happened to be—he's in great shape still. Yeah. He happened to get white hair very young. Right. So I've only known my dad. He had me in his forties. Sure. His hair's been white, salt and pepper first, and now it's been white for years. People would think he was my grandfather. Right. And he was just—you know—the the age that people are now having babies. It just was different back then.
2: Yeah. yeah. So my
1: parents were a lot older, um, and I think having older parents um, made me mature. A lot of people always said, "Oh, you always seem so like I never really." You worry
0: about them. You you perceive at least this was my experience. So my dad was thirty eight when he had me, um, not super old, but you know was usually in, in with my classmates much older than the other dads, and you know I I, I felt that I was much more empathetic and aware of. Their experience of the world, so but I didn't have any siblings either, so I mean, you had at least Jen in the house with you now, Lena, probably for a period of that time,
2: but I
1: have lived i I tried to explain this to my kids because now they're older and they're starting to see the age differences, and you know, Lena's no longer with us, and i I oftentimes get sad just when I think that she'll never get to see my kids, yeah, and, um, you know she is my sister. Yeah. So I keep, um, I, it's a painting though. It's not, it's not an image, but it's made out of the image of when she was in dancing in the, in, um, the newspaper as a newspaper clipping It was just a beautiful picture of her, uh, captured in the Tampa Tribune. I don't know what year it was as she was 13, 14 years old. Um, and I had an artist make it in all shades of blue. So I put it in their room kind of like, uh, uh, watching over them. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So, how old? How old was she when she passed?
1: She was thirty-seven. In I was year, twenty-five.
0: So this was what two
1: thousand. In- so Chuck and I um, met. Well, we met at the YMCA, of course. All the people that I—I I mean, I have such a strong connection to the
0: Y. You have built a second family, as it were. Oh my! And we'll God, get there. Totally. We'll get. I don't want to put the cart before the horse because that's kind of where we're going with all of this, but. um so it's funny. I, I I felt like I never met her, um, but that would have been right around the time that I was kind of.
1: I really think making
0: that, my way into the family. What
1: year did you come in?
0: How did Officially, two thousand two, two
1: thousand three. Right. So, okay, so that's when I met Chuck. Yeah. So, but we started dating very. She was she was sick already. Um, I mean, she was sick for so. She was sick for twenty five years. Right. Right. But she had gotten better. And then went through just you know events that wouldn't if you know anything about an eating disorder or a chronic illness like that it's um it's very much mental, yeah, and part of a personality and and there's other components, and not everybody can have it, but um awareness obviously is the best thing that you can that you can do is learn about signs early signs and of uh prevention, there's so much more out there today.
0: Has your perspective changed on that as you've gotten older? Because how old are you now?
1: So I am, I'm 41.
0: So you're now older than she was when she
1: I think of that a lot. Too. Isn't that, I start to think now my parents are outliving their parents. Yeah. And
0: That's got to be bizarre. And
1: yes, my grandmother lived to be, my dad's mother lived to be 95. But now I will say this. Like you said, growing up with older parents, I never felt my dad was older. Yeah, because well, so strong. Yeah, well,
0: I I, I guess it does depend on the person. And and with him, I would. My
1: mother, I did. I always did feel that comparison. Comparatively speaking to the other mothers, right. she was a lot
0: older. Well, I'll tell you one of the things, and, and I I've, I I've would like to figure out a way to explain it more clearly, because I don't ever feel like I'm explaining it how I mean it. But my dad was 38 when he had me. And so I experienced all of his life from when he was 38 till he died. And I'm 45, so I've lived longer than he was when he had me so there's this weird phenomena with his passing where in a strange way I feel like I've experienced the full cycle of a life because but I but in reverse order like I I, I watched what my future is going to be as his son and I lived you know what I didn't get the experience of him by myself but there's you kind of feel this finite thing when your parents pass because now you're the next in line but I've I've seen a whole life from the beginning to end kind of in a weird way and right. so that that's that's done a number on me as far as my priorities now my values my relationship with my children and what I want to do for them and be for them you know it's I
1: I can imagine cuz I'm I'm not I wouldn't say I'm close to that but I always know that at this point my parents are 80 and 84 it's and my mother's sick with parkinsons yeah. that it's, it's life. Yeah. they going to die. Yeah. And with my father-in-law, who was just, I mean, talk about another amazing man. Ugh. Yeah. I think of him more now. Sure. That he's gone. Well,
2: your because husband. I feel
1: his spirit almost with us more because we have his pictures up and things like this than
0: when he was alive and we would only see him sometimes. Right, right. Well, I, you know, there's so many great people in your family. And luckily, you guys all have amazing taste in men. (laughs) I've had your husband, Chuck, on the show. I've had Chris on the show. Dana won't let me have AJ on the show. She she doesn't, she thinks she's in the CIA or something. She won't let anybody talk about it. She's afraid he'll say something that's going to, whatever, I'll I'll, I'll make it happen eventually. We'll work on that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 Have the biggest man crush in the world on your husband and Chris (laughs) Bryant because, you know, I know he's not a perfect person, but (laughs) – I'm going to talk about the face she's making at me right now. Um, But – he just is a strong, to me, from my experience of your husband is he's very comfortable with who he is. He is very, he does has zero ego. He's not out to show anybody anything. And he would have every right to. He's a good looking guy. He's in good shape. He does well with his business. He's got a beautiful family, beautiful daughters. You know, he's got a lot of. Life experiences, but he's just so chill and so grounded, and so he seems to be so confident in himself that it's
1: my mother in law. One thing I will praise her for is putting confidence in her children. She is a very confident person, and she is living a very independent life. Yeah, her husband's passing, and I, I really admire that for a woman of, not for a woman of today, right? uh, You know, I mean, she's got great son in laws and sons that help her. With some of the finances and things that might be hard. Talking to the mic, I don't want you to lose. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, that might be hard for her that she's never done before. You right know? And now, she's 84. She's not going to start, but she's like my dad. Yeah. She knows when, she knows how to take care of herself. And she.
0: This is, is Chuck's doing, mom. Yeah, she's yeah. doing
1: great. And she um, has raised all of them, all four. They all four have very confident, um, just overall personas, which have brought them a lot of success. And have helped them to find I'm not talking about myself, but really, really good partners, for yeah, me. like you know, um, I adore my brother in laws
0: well, we talked Chuck and I when he was on the show about what happened to his brother, and uh I think i that happened since I knew Chuck,
1: he fell out of his chair, yes, the other oh no, day, and he Because he doesn't feel, he finally went to the doctor because his knee was so swollen. Yeah, he broke his leg. Oh no, femur. Oh no, femur.
0: So, if if its it's family who's listening to the show, they know the story. If if you're not and you're listening to the show, so her husband's brother uh, was in a horrible motorcycle accident that just. I mean, he shouldn't be walking around among us today, what his body went through. And that happened while the two of you were married, didn't it?
1: Well, no, it's actually interesting. And I think that we look back at this and bonding a lot.
0: Well, Um, this is where I wanted to go because I'm wondering if your experience with Lena helped you be there for him
1: well exactly right yeah because my sister so we started we met in 2003 kind of dating starting dating he got to see and meet my sister when she was already sick right just my husband met her a few times yeah so that's it
2: yeah
1: um and because she lived she was living in Bradenton at the time or well, she was living in Tampa and we were he was living in Bradenton I was living in Tampa and um it's now so long ago, it's hard to remember it.
0: Who lived in that tiny ass house like right off of ybor Like that was me and my sister. Was that you? So
1: my sister and I lived okay. right there. And then he lived in Palmetto. Yeah. And she lived um she lived in Tampa when she she got oh no, she lived in Manatee County. I think she lived in Anna like Inter- yeah, Maria, like in yeah Um anyway. Um so yeah, that happened. And it was it was almost at a time where that was a big thing, and we hadn't been dating long enough to go through that.
0: What was a big thing when my sister passed away? Okay, yeah,
1: it was 2004. Yeah, and um, we were not like I said, we were not 2004, 2005. God, no, I can't remember exactly. February That's okay, right. no one's gonna, and and he he really had to be there. I mean, he didn't have to, Yeah, but he was there for me. But that's Chuck. And, was, and yes, and that is Chuck. And what I love the most about him, because he's he is an amazing person and he's a great partner for me um, in a lot of ways. He, What I lack, I see in him and I try to learn. I try to learn from him. He's great at relaxing. He's great at being happy. He's great at not taking things so seriously, but still getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah. And he's—he's he's just pissed. very balanced. He's, he's stoic. Balanced.
0: Ba- yeah, he's great that way. Um, so he was—you know—where I think you were going is—is is he didn't have to be, but he stepped up and he—he—he he he w- he so was, was there was for it. you through that. And so
1: yeah, I think that really added a lot to our relationship at the time we were dating. Like I said, newly, newly being first year. Sure. Then um, we were in a, both in a career split. Um, He was in a business with his family that
2: that – They're the spa. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then that was – you know, a wonderful expedition. They tried it and it just didn't work out the way they wanted it to. And he left. And then I was leaving Hillsborough County Schools to go to go full-time personal training. Sure. Because I was a speech therapist in the school system.
0: Is that what you went to school for? That's what I went to school for. See, I don't even think I knew that.
1: Yeah. And I went to graduate school at USF. I don't even think I knew that. I did that while I was cheering. It was a busy year.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what 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 led you to speech therapy?
1: Well, I was at the University of Florida and I really wanted to go to pharmacy school. I wanted to be a pharmacist and I did really well in school. I, I probably could have gotten in. I, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to do sorority. I wanted to do the other things too. And it was really hard to get in. And there was not a lot of pharmacy schools around. And I really was not, I already felt the responsibility to stay close to home for some reason. Right. Um, my sister was sick and my brother had been you Was know, Jen like, in there
0: with you when you were there or?
1: No, she was at – she went to the University Okay, of, Were you well,
0: Was she, Dana there when you went there? Yes. Okay. And
1: so Dana Dana Norman and I – Yeah. And, you know, and then we haven't had some times where Dana and I are the closest in age, and we are very close. Sure. In a lot of ways, I mean, it's just so sad that I don't get to see her so much, but I think of her every, a lot. Yeah. And Marina was born on – or do on her birthday, but, uh, born on the 26th.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but so anyways, pharmacists I and then, do that.
1: and then when I decided not to do that, I was like, okay, I want to do, I don't want to go to, I think I would have really enjoyed being a physical therapist, Sure. but at the time I was like, I, I don't know, I kind was of fitness as
0: much a part of your life back then as it, it is now.
1: It was, it was, it was for myself. Like but is so
0: so. Shape. This is what I wanted to ask you about because you're not someone who is naturally unhealthy anyway. Meaning, you don't work out. I don't think to stay thin or to lose weight. I, I think it's more. I, I forgot what you were just talking about. Oh, you're so well. You're talking about with Lena the the what she was dealing with being a mental thing, and not equating your working out to her her eating. But it's a it's I think it's a energy thing. It's an anxiety thing. It's a it's a healthy outlet for you to channel. It
1: is yeah, for me, and it's become that way. And I think what I really praise my parents for a lot. I feel they were really really wonderful parents with what they had going on at the time. Young children, old children that were oh, sick. Oh, I can't. With
0: these families with my four children, six children, business. seven chi- I'm like.
1: And my dad was growing his own business. Oh,
0: yeah. It's insanity. You know? I don't know how you do it. You didn't
1: get to go to a lot of vacations. Yeah,
0: but the farm is there. Like, you just go play. I mean, you can play forever. And it wasn't and we a. We had the beach house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: We, at that time, my parents didn't have the beach house built. We, we would just all pile in my grandmother's. Sure. And those were memories. I mean, I, I have the fondest memories of growing up were. Packed in beds and, and that little tiny house by Maileen's house, the grandmother's house, um, Diana's mother's house, that little house packed in there. We had so much fun. Yeah. You know?
0: So uh pharmacy wasn't sure about physical therapy, speech therapy. It that's was, the same I time just you're really sharing?
1: I really actually liked my speech and audiology classes. And I I was one of those people that was like, okay, I can't completely change my major and go advertising because sure. You know, what do I do with that? And then while I was doing it, I, um, but I, what I was going to say, I praise my parents for it. I think this is what started my idea of fitness and my is maybe that's a, a personality type where you do need an outlet that's physical. I believe that to be true. My father was always building something.
0: Well, I think your frequency, much like your father's, you you're you, it's a high frequency, whereas Chuck's maybe a low frequency. Not that he's lazy or doesn't work out. Right. You said he still gets things done. But, I mean, to be around you, it's energy. I mean, you give off an energy. There's, you know – there's a lot of stuff happening, and so I, I I I can't imagine what you not having fitness in your life would look like.
1: Well, my parents put us in something every day after school. Yeah, and I really think that's what it is. It's and that's what I'm trying to do for my kids is make them make fitness a part of their life so that it becomes part of their life.
2: Well, and if
1: they find it like I did as a career later in life, that's something different, right? And uh, that's great, but if they just always have it as an outlet. Yeah. Um, just to, I mean, I hate to say just to look good, but you know I mean? That's also aesthetic.
0: Well, it's aesthetic, but that, you know, and I've. But aesthetics
1: and I, has really, has never really been in my, honestly, in my radar. N-
0: no, but you know, the, the it's such a trite, thing to say but you know healthy body healthy mind and how you feel about yourself and your confidence and how you move through the world and how you're received and experienced by the world It's
1: received. yeah you know and i mean builds confidence
0: yeah i mean you know i i always just just we're 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 getting ready to put up billboards. so we're gonna have some billboards shot wow. and 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 marie and dina are talking about their pictures and i'm like do you think maybe I I can just not be in the billboard? Do you think can it can it just be the two of you guys? But I just it's funny cuz this was such a culture I have some I
1: have some great ideas by the
0: way. Oh, well, thank you. This was such culture shock for me with Dina because I what I came from with my parents was very humble and we never think that we deserve anything. We don't oh, think organic. Well, not only that, but like you know, you hang out with Debbie or, or Dina, especially at that time, and like they're they're figuring out a way to get into the club right. without sitting in the line. Or right. <laughs> you go to an event and they've laid their clothes against the front row of the event. They're going to sit. They're going right. to have the best seats in the house. And I
1: I do miss those fun experiences because I'm and my sister and I are we were raised more like you. Yeah, we are not like that at all. So it's a little bit of that is uncomfortable.
0: Well, the Sheridans will sit in the back and give up their chair. And right. and, and, and this we're sounds like I'm well. I'm not I'm not saying one's better than the other, but Seeing seeing, um, you know, not demanding, I don't know if that's the way to say it, but, you know, watching how Dina's received by people versus my experience of how I'm received by people is just always so amusing to me. Right. You know. And, and- I
1: oftentimes think about that because I feel like as we've gotten older now, we become parents, we're changing. And I see personality traits of myself. I'm very much like, I think now i I think I'm like both my parents. Yeah. But um I see a lot of both of my father-in-law, mother-in-law and my husband too, but I think of um Dina, you know, their their mother is so beautiful and always so energetic mm. yeah. and always was so um boisterous in her personality but yet welcoming and I think they get that from her. <laughs>
0: True. And I mean, I could I could probably fill up eight episodes on the psychology, but they're also they they very much have a.
1: Well, it's five, ten and gorgeous. Well, I mean, sure. But what, what, I, what I was going to
0: say is they're very cognizant of how they are viewed. Perceived. Right. Whereas my family, it was all out in the open, like. You know, they would, you know, and I even to this day, people ask me how how I'm doing. I'm like, do you really want to know? Or do you, you know, but her family, it's, you know, it's, you know, this gorgeous family and doctors and all this other stuff in there. But I mean, you know, the family, they have their own crosses that they bear just like everybody everybody else. But they, they, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna promote that. They're not gonna put that out to the world. That's
1: a lot of that is a very cultural thing.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. A
1: lot in, in my own. And I
0: think it's healthy too, because I I think, I, I think a balance. One hundred percent. And I, I think my family kind of the other end Extreme, of this record. Right. Sure. But um, Where a are lot, we what are we talking lot about? That, that?
1: profession and who you socialize with and oh, so fitness
0: and how and and why you do it is is the topic that we were on. So this is this is kind of where I wanted the conversation to go go because you're now in this business for what almost. 15, 20 years. Now,
1: yeah, I'm going to be that old personal trainer soon.
0: But you've, um, where did you start? Was it at the Y or? Yeah, I okay. Did. And um, I remember there was, because because Lisa was at the Y too. Is that how I, you kind of got into that no, world or, or no, vice I versa? I brought Lisa to Oh, did line. you? Okay. I
1: did. And I, um, I think that, you know, I hope that Lisa and I are very close. And I she's my cousin. And I hope that, you know, I think her experiences at the Y have helped her a lot with her job as a city. <laughs> And she's just
0: another super strong woman fantastic. who has had to be a rock for
1: I, a lot of people in know, her I look life. Up to a lot of people in our family, and she is one that I I do I I look and a lot of times I say, "What would Lisa do?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I decide what to do.
0: I just I you know I have I've talked to Chris a lot about this, and uh, and uh, not to get too too off a sidetrack, but I mean she's she's had to be. Stronger almost than all the men in her life at various times and That's has exactly really right. been
1: that is exactly right,
0: yeah. And all of the men, yeah, like
1: her brothers, her father, and her husband,
0: yeah. And uh, so she's she's not outwardly you know, she's always got a smile on her face, she's right. always got a kind word, but she's a tough lady,
1: and she's what I love about her so much. Too
0: shout out to is Lisa Bryant,
1: shout out to Lisa Bryant, <laughs> but. Our fathers are brothers, and yeah. they have no relationship. Yeah, at all,
0: very different.
1: They are well. They are very different. Yes, they're in office. Yeah, and they won.
0: Have you and Lisa ever discussed that? I won't get too deep do, into that, but is that something do, you guys actually, talk about? Or we do all
1: the time? Yeah. And we always said it growing up. Like, I hope that that never comes in our relationship, and is that we just can't let it. Yeah, that's what it's about. Right, we got into the facts. You know what I'm saying, and. She's had her own and relationships with her dad, so I can't say that I've had any with my own. But it's I think weird that in and of itself says a story.
0: Yeah, and, but it's interesting how kind of storylines repeat themselves in the family through the generations. Because then you see Chris and Norm.
1: It's exactly the. It's exact. It parallels it, except my father is seven years older than his brother. Yeah. So there is. No, there was no um pairing like aunt serfina did with the boys right they're close in age and yeah because i think that pairing can be good i think sexes is, is different too if it's a boy versus a girl but like you know my sister and i were paired because we were dressed alike and yeah. we were a certain age right. and, and we looked alike and they a lot of times they paired us as twins but um and that makes the relationship close yeah but if they are so different you notice that and that's like my kids right I've noticed at a very young age, oh, for I could sure. completely pair them. You Look at them. They're yeah. polar opposites of each other. Well,
0: like I look at, you know. And I, I want
1: to embrace that. Yeah. Because I don't want to stifle anything that's going to cause more animosity than is just the normal sibling rivalry. Right. If you didn't miss anything from being an only child, I look at my sister and I tell her with her son. Because a lot of the times I think, you know, it would have been great for her to have another one. She gets to skip. Yeah. All the fighting. Yeah. All the fighting when they're adults about money, all, all the things that can happen in families. And I don't believe they happen in all families, but it seems to run thick in the Italian blood.
0: Yeah. Passionate people. Um, So 15 to 15 plus years in fitness.
1: And I got into, I got into it, but it, like when I got into it in college was um, what
0: was it at that time? So well in 2000 and f- like there was no CrossFit, there was no Orange Theory, there was none of this Olympic Well, I Olympic-
1: did what I got into it was I like, I remember when I took Okay, 18. those chairs
0: are kind of shitty, yeah, sorry.
1: I just know it's just I can't I another reason why I'm on my feet. I All can't right. sit down for long periods okay. of time. But um, as long as I shift my weight
0: We're out, on the second half of the interview, so we don't okay. have a lot longer.
1: Um so it's just I always needed to be physical. And I found fitness in college. Well, I found it before that with sports. You know, I did What sports dancing. did you play? Okay. I really did it. Like, we didn't live we lived out in the country. So yeah. there was no real, like, my 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 dad worked all the time. And yeah. My mom was in PTA. There was no random me to um, go into games during the week. So dancing was, you know, you had your classes or during the week and you had performances. So, you know, my sisters all danced. My oldest one really was a, she was a great dancer. And she got into that with, um. Her ballet, she really loved ballet and and flamenco dancing. But um, so then we evolved into dancing, and then with school, you know, yeah. I ran track in, in high school for a little while, and um, and I I was never good. Like I look at my daughter, my oldest daughter, she is just an athlete.
0: Her daughter Marie, so Marina, so Marina McLean and her two little girls, and my kids just absolutely adore her girls. My son Bo has a big crush on Marina. Marina is she's going to either be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> She's going to be the first female like, uh, point guard for, you know, the, the bulls, or uh, American Ninja Warrior or something. She's just the most physically gifted little girl in the world. She's 10.
1: She's 10. She's going to be 11.
0: Fearless and just like she goes to skate park of Tampa and she skateboards with her dad. And she's just like, I love Stella being around her because I want Stella to have that fearlessness that Marina has. And, you know, I just think that's so healthy, especially for a young girl, because in a society that's only now starting to not keep women out of things.
1: Keep women out of things. Not worry so much about. You know, like this whole thing with, I, I don't believe in the the whole. The, I'm not in high school, but I'm getting ready to go there with my daughters, so I'm thinking about these gender, in yeah, neutral and all this stuff. I don't know about all that, but I do know that whatever the sex they choose, as long as they're happy, yeah, and they can they can feel free to be who they are. If they're different from their sister or brother, as long as they're loved and they embrace what they're good at, the thing is, is that trying to find what she's good at, she's good at everything. Everything, and I want her to focus a little bit more on skateboarding. And but she's right now she's playing softball. And Chuck says she's
0: killing it. Yeah, she's
1: she's doing well. The only way she can be active all the time in softball is if you're pitching or catching. Yeah. Well, nobody likes to really catch the ball. Yeah. Marina does. Really? <laughs> and she's a catcher.
0: Oh, well, that's a, I mean. She's you, catching Being it. a catcher is like being a kicker or whatever, like everybody needs a good one. So right. yeah. yeah, so She's
1: doing that right now. And, and I don't know if we're going to play basketball. She usually plays basketball in the spring, but I, I just, my other one's doing some dancing every day. So I'm trying to keep them active after school so yeah. that they learn fitness is is part of your a life. way
0: of life it's not yeah and
1: when they're in their classes i go to yoga sure two doors down
0: so i, I kind of want to have more of a so we've kind of talked about the you but i want to kind of talk about your experience of fitness and how it's changed over time and like what you're seeing as far as trends and
1: i do believe that that is the truth i do see a lot of fitness trends i can't say that i've now i can actually say i'm experienced and i've been sure. in this field long enough to see it um
0: because when I, you know, I I'm I grew up in the 80s and 90s and played football and wrestled. So it was all just clanging and banging at the gym and how much can you bench press and how much can you squat? And half the time we were doing everything wrong. We were using right. too much weight and there was no cardio. There was no abs. No one worked out their legs or anything else. And I think we did more probably damage to our bodies than we did good. But, you know, that was kind of the way fitness was up until – the 2000s and then it started in at least in my perception I think
1: bodybuilding is was a crave and like that's kind of like was something that people were into at at certain gyms if you were in a lot of the it was it was like i look at jeff and jason and i looked up to them a lot i went to their shows and kind of thought you know i was already lean into that
0: i just want to make sure we're catching everything you're saying
1: i was um already genetically pretty in good shape for dancing that i um Kind of started wanting to get into actual gym, so I I told my parents I said I want to go to a gym, and I want to get gym membership. And my dad said, "Okay, well, you, as long as you can pay for it, then yeah. you can go." Yeah. So I had to find a way to pay for it, and I got a job, and it it was a little job, it was fine, and my de- parents gave me a, a, a salary and an or what do you call it a an an allowance. allowance? Yeah. And one thing I will tell you is that you do not learn anything about money in school. Yeah you learn how to count it. Yeah. It's about it. Yeah. And my dad has taught and drilled into us about money since we were born. Right. And he's done that for the girls. He, you know, he this year was the first time he gave them all their money at one time to put oh, wow. in their bank. He used to give them $20 a month and tell them, "Okay, remember this is the 20." And it's very rote. It's yeah. very repetitive. My parents are like that. They call the well, girls every night to say goodnight. They do every night? Every single night. Oh, that's night amazing.
0: I love, to, that. I, love I love that. Like I love that. I wish I wish Bo and Stella had that. That's so awesome.
1: And uh, um, um so, anyways, yeah, I learned how to count money from 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 my dad. I learned everything about it. And I had to put I put value, I think when you learn about money and you don't have it so accessible, it gets more value. Sure. And I had to spend I had to work to make that money to do something I wanted to do. I was going to go there and learn everything about it. Right. So I went to the gym and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the people, I fell in love with watching the personal trainers train the people and I started wanting to do it.
0: When did you actually start training people? So
1: and then how I found the YMCA was actually my cousin Caroline, my yeah. mother's niece. Um, she was a fitness rep for free motion okay, and she introduced me duly to Chuck with sell equipment, selling equipment to him for his spa and to Mo from the YMCA. Because when I was cheering for the bucks, we were practicing at Harbor Island. And after I got done with that, um, I was kind of looking for a new gym. I was living in Ebor city. My cousin's like, you got to meet my, and my neighbor, Maureen uh, Cudini, actually Maureen Cudini, somebody else I really look up to. Um, was the director at the time, and um, I got a job at the front desk. You know, um, while I was a te- while I was working in the school system in my career, uh, speech pathology, speech pathology. So I was already doing that, right? And then I was like, you know, this is something I get off of school at three. I really want to teach classes. I can teach after work or whatever. And then when I'm off in the summer and I always worked the front desk, right? And I just met some really, really wonderful well, the, people the, there—the
0: Shimps, the Presleys, the you know everybody the, I know Bruce, that I
1: admire. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Nicole. Was so this all actually, from this
0: time frame, or yeah?
1: So these are all white people, especially and not Nicole. Okay. Um, Nicole, I met uh, waitressing when I um, actually stopped doing the classes, and then I just focused on the other job of um, teaching in the school system and um, waitressing. Yeah. So in 2006, when I met Chuck, um, I started waitressing and I um, just did it really more like, I don't know, I, I waitressed in college and I really hope I can get my oldest to work in the service industry. Working in the service industry has been so beneficial for me throughout my life with um, relationship building. yeah. I mean, you've got to force like,
0: yourself to right. to
1: meet different kinds of people. meet different
0: kinds of people, deal with people of you know you know coming at you from different angles. Mm-hmm. Some glad to see you, some not so much. Right, and not only that, but in, in this, and
1: appreciate what they do for you when you go to a restaurant.
0: Oh, I know, I, I've you know, I've. Like I will never send my food back. It's not great, but I never send my food back. I never ask for a table to be changed. I very rarely, you know, no matter how long anything takes, because I've been on the other end of it and you you know what they're going through. Uh but I also knew because I did I took a year off between college and law school and I just just worked at Cha Cha Coconuts out at the pier. Yeah. And I was like, I know this is not what I want to do long term, right. too, because oh, it's
1: a different lifestyle. Oh,
0: you go in at four or five, you work till one or two in the morning, then you go out to the bar afterwards and you drink, and then some people did worse stuff after that, and then you know they pissed away all the money they just made, and then they get up and do it again the next day, and no. that's definitely a and it's a
1: physical rabbit problem.
0: hole you can go down and right. get stuck in, and, and you so and
1: you can make you money. can make good, I, especially if you go work your way up to you know bartending. Oh, for sure,
0: life. yeah. No, no, no doubt. Um, so, so, that's how
1: I met Nicole. Okay. So, um, you know, my sister was hanging around with a crowd that I met and um, I started working at Chicho and Tony's um, on South Howard when it was only Chicho, Tony's, and water. That I was,
0: wish it was, still was. They don't have my wraps anymore. Now, it's all sushi bowls. So, I have, that, was, that was my jam back I in the day. I can't
1: even go there at lunch. It's so busy. But, yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's all very different. But… Um, yeah, I met her there. We were waitressing and talk about different points in our lives. Five years doesn't make a big difference now, and we look at our friendship and how long. She we've been five years. She's five years younger than me. Okay. And she was in college. Okay. Just moving in from New York, coming down here from New York University of Tampa, waitressing. She was in that in that boat that you're talking about. Yeah. And I had I had a career. Um, Chuck and I were not married yet, but we were dating, and I was a little bit more like this is just for extra, right? And it was for extra for her, but she was young, yeah. going out, you yeah. Know? Um, and so, and it was a little bit more her life because her parents were not here. She was on her own. Right. Um, and she was going to school. So, um, we just, we had the going, we had the working out thing in common and Mm -hmm. we became friends. And, um, and then I started working. This is when I kind of went, I had to get out of the restaurant because i started working a lot in personal training i got certified for personal training did you um,
0: start you certified for pilates or I went through the
1: pilates certification so back then i was teaching mainly pilates at a pilates studio and i worked at lifestyles family fitness and park and that's when i worked with my my mom's cousin sally right we went worked there together and i am not a fan of corporate gyms yeah i mean no offense i I, they, I know they're out there the chains are great and it's just i feel like the sales aspect of it is a i think little, it's a little bit much yeah and, and for what i what i want to do for what i'm there to do they've to gotten people. better
0: about it or at least more deceptive about it i mean it used to be that breaking a contract with the gym was like you know Well,
1: not only that but like we had these kickoffs at the first of the month where they're like they're like serving chips and salsa and having yeah. a DJ. Yeah, and I'm like,
0: what is? What does that fit into the what the you're trying to do? Right, right, right. But now with these 24 hour gyms and and you know month to month, like they've gotten, I think they re, they've gotten better about realizing about what people didn't like about corporate gyms, and at least some right. of them have tried to change their ways. But you know, I don't disagree with you. You know, right now I'm doing the orange. Theory thing, but and I
1: have I I believe all of it has contributed to my experience, and I and I think that it's amazing. And and Orange Theory, I also like to try everything, yeah, because I am a person of fitness. Period. Right. If you like Zumba something's going to make, a um, some an older lady who needs to get up and dance and g- get, lose some weight. Right. I could Take her to Zumba. Right? right. Like my mom with Parkinson's. I found out what's the best exercise for Parkinson's and that's what I put her in right. immediately. right Um, so, you know, any kind of exercise, any kind of movement is good.
0: How has your education and experience been on the, the nutrition side of it? Because, you know, they always say you can't, outwork a a bad diet you know so you know i I, is that something that you focus on is that something
1: i don't i mean it depends on how bad it is okay like i don't believe in you know like saying i i would love to my sister's a healthy healthy eater actually
0: she whereas you're kind of the exercise and fitness part of it she's kind of the nutrition part of it right would you agree uh, like i think she's kind of the mirror reflection of you but in the nutrition
1: she is exactly i am more like I will, I will, I want my kids to eat healthy foods, but I want them to experience life. Sure. I ate, I experienced life. Yeah. My parents never. And with, you know, I said with daughters and eating disorder, you always wonder and personalities, you, I never say the word fat. Yeah. And I never, I use unhealthy for, unless it's Healthy fat. I'll put healthy fat together, like yeah, a avocado yeah. is healthy fat. I just try to educate them. And I what I do try and do, and I will say this, I am not a salesperson, but I do sell Shakeology. And I believe in that product because I've been drinking it religiously since I, was, I started drinking it for extra calories when I was pregnant with McLean. Cause I was teaching and I was, you know, just not really, I was putting on baby weight, but it was just couldn't, I needed more. Yeah. And so I wanted something healthy and I was looking into, that was really big and um, I tried it and it was a very nutrition, very nutrition dense. So that's what I was looking for. And um, I'm, I sell it to my clients and I advertise for people that ask me, but I'm not a social media person. It's just not my thing, but I do believe in it. And I make them try and say, okay, if I, if I make sure that they have something that's got greens in it, if they're not going to eat their vegetables or I don't want to hound, I'm always hounding. So it's like, I will make them try and make them drink a shake. Or I, when they get home from school and they're hungry, try and make something healthy for them then before they go into their activities, because dinner sometimes is Chick-fil-A and
0: well, and that's that's it, you know. And It's and hard
1: to get healthy food on the go for them that they'll drink. Sometimes we do a smoothie, you know, yeah. Smoothie King. If I can't make a smoothie sure. or I take them to Subway for like just a sandwich. Yeah. Um. I just don't want them eating fast food all the time. We're in the car. We're at that stage. where We're softball and dance. It's every day. And I remember being there. And I can have the food ready for them, but it's trying to transport it. <laughs>
0: how, how has your fitness changed? How has the, your approach, you know, you are said you're 41 now, obviously 20-something when you started. Do, do, you know, do you approach it differently?
1: Absolutely, do you, 100%. You
0: know, for me, and I mentioned this, you know – Talking about my father and my kids and all this other stuff, you know, as a twenty-year-old guy, it's what do you look like with your shirt off? And some some guys never get out of that, and, and there's nothing wrong with that per se. But now it's I want to I want to have as much mobility as I can have for as long as I can have. I want to have core strength for as long as I can have. You know, I want to keep my weight down so I don't have a heart attack or a stroke or diabetes or cancer or any of these other things. So much. More now, as much as it's the aesthetic and people's experience of me, it's seeing the the end of my parents' life. And, and you know, they were almost bedridden or home-ridden at a bare minimum. And they drank and they took pills and they had cancer. And it was all chemotherapy and, and, and anti-anxiety meds and alcohol and all this. Right. Stuff. And amazing, amazing, amazing people. And they came from a different time where you, they didn't grow up with knowing what eating healthy was. They didn't right. grow up with going to gyms. They didn't right. grow up knowing how important your mental health was right. to focus on. So it was all you just work and you drank and you smoked and you fucking ate and that was right. it, you know. So but I don't want that for my kids. So so with it's you showing.
1: and I always say like we I think our generation tends to drink more. My parents did not. My yeah. mother and father-in-law did. Now my my father-in-law was you know, we're not going to talk blue collar here now. You know, working in Manhattan as yeah. an attorney, um, my husband lived a very different life. Yeah. And um, humble as they are, because he was a very humble man. Yeah. And never even knew how smart or successful he was. But he just, um, they lived a different life. And he... he um I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, they drank. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah, a different, yeah. you know, it's a different thing. My, my father came home from work at six o'clock and... Relaxed, watch the news, and then went outside and worked on a project. Yeah. His – he liked – I think I learned a physical thing from him. Like, even do you think maybe that labor, was, I love. Do like, you think maybe
0: it was projects. as much mental health for him as your Absolutely. working out is for you? Like, that's what centered him or grounded him?
1: Yes. Yeah, I believe – probably so. I could ask him. That yeah. would be a great question for him.
0: Yeah. So, uh, recently, you've had a change in your, in your career, as it well, were. Well, I feel
1: like I have to do – if I'm going to talk about fitness, I have to give a shout-out to um, – I was at Lifestyles very short amount of time, but it was to probably meet my one client who took me to the gym I was at for 15 years. Um, his name was David, David Lechner. And as a personal trainer, you come in out and you're just learning, you know, and you're at a, a place like that. And somebody buys, you know, they're paying a membership. They come out and they buy 24 pack of yeah. sessions, yeah. like over a thousand dollars. And that's your first client. Mm-hmm. And he is morbidly obese, very quiet, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and I—it was my project. You know what I mean? And so you know what I did with him. I—I I was talk in the microphone, and I have to stand up. Sure, because I'm trying. I set up a step uh-huh. with two risers on each side, uh-huh. and I went back to my. You know what? What what would what would Mo probably do, or or some of the other people I looked up to, Cynthia at the Y. Um, I made him just do up, up, down, down. I talked to him. That's where we started. I walked with him on the treadmill. We did that for a while because that's all he could do. But that's what he wanted to do. And he needed to get out and he needed to, he trained with me for eight years, something like that. So anyways, when I decided not to work there anymore, there was a gym right next door to the Pilates studio that I was working at almost full-time. Mm-hmm. So I worked at the Pilates studio during the day, you know, before kids and marriage, I worked probably, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. there, 4 p.m. there. And then I went from 4 to 8 at Lifestyles. And That's exhausting
0: um, just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it is. It, and I, again, I look back and I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. why did I do it? Yeah. But it's because it, it was supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, I feel like Things happen the way they're supposed to, right. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to meet him to evolve and to then go to, to ask that guy next door if I could bring my one client there. You know, I was primarily working at the Pilates studio. I was pretty busy. I didn't want to take on a ton of clients, but I just wanted to train him there. Yeah, And I did. And I trained him only and then worked at the Pilates studio for a, a while. And then I finally decided that I left the Pilates studio and only worked there and I created a home studio and I did that for several years in both houses until you know the flood. So I and then I just became an independent contractor but I always worked at Vitality Fitness. 15 years Ashley Hardwick, one of my dearest friends. Uh, leaving there was very very hard for me, but during the pandemic I, you know, had my mom. It was we've had issues with, you know, COVID everywhere it's just a what a what, a what a what
0: a mind bender that had to be for the fitness world i mean i know
1: me, it was a small you know, were small personal training right studio, so it's the owner who works more more than all of us and then another very dear friend all of my friends that i've worked with have been wonderful in the fitness industry chris brown and um and q um q uh quinn harold quinn i see he called i call him q so I'm like, yeah. this, what's his name again uh-huh. harold quinn um and me yeah. I was the only girl. Yeah. So actually way back when I first started or when, you know, Nicole and I were became friends and that's how we continued our friendship. She wanted to get into personal training and I introduced her to Ashley and her and I worked together at the, at the personal training studio for a while. And that's where we really bonded and became friends. And then she got married and started her business. Defy, defy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just recently left, um, uh, it's, so it's been a hard, um, to do it, but I actually am now just doing some personal training from my house because again, I was trying to stop right. eating so much, and trying to do more real estate. So I've started; we started a real estate family um, project that my family kind of started. My grandparents started for, you know, a family uh, real estate plan. Um, to teach them something else. Yeah. If they decide that they want to do it full-time as a career, if they want to do, if Marina wants to be a cop and she wants to just own some property that she always has to rent or sell, I want to teach them a little bit about that because I feel like that teaches you a lot about, you know, stocks are real estate. It seems to be that a long time ago, that was what people decided. Or right. Not that either one is or better than the other, but it teach they will teach you about money. Yeah. And I think having something monetary like that that's worth value is never gonna be a bad idea. Right, right. So my husband and I have started that and then we got it fell in our lap. So we had to take it. It wasn't the what the first project I intended as a like a sure. single family home but it's a cute little apartment in Bel Air Bluffs and we're excited and renovating it putting lots of money into that
0: I've heard great things he's Chucky reached out to me about muralists and other stuff that
1: we are so thinking excited. about doing
0: so are you still are you taking clients now or are you kind of set with the clients that you have well, or
1: I always say I love fitness I I love to help if I was a little bit More into social media. Yeah, I would do something on YouTube and offer. I I don't, I don't charge a lot for personal training for my experience. But I um I do have some clients I've had for fifteen.
0: Well, I mean, I know just Judge Sleet and just these different people that you know kind of move in and out of my. World. They've all gone through you. They love and adore you. I mean, I've, you know, the gifts that they give you for holidays, all these things. I mean, you become not just a personal trainer, but a confidant, a friend, a family member, a sounding board. I'm, you know, I imagine the stuff that you're told during those sessions by people.
1: I've known things.
0: That oh, for sure. I, you know, I always, I'm I right always. About
1: divorces right before they happen. Oh,
0: I, well, you know, I've.
1: And then had to train the other. Oh, for
0: sure. Well, you know, I always have in, in you know, we're doing okay now, but in building up a book of clients for family laws, like we gotta get the personal trainers and the hairdressers because they know where all the bodies are buried. That's and,
1: exactly right. Yeah. Those two professions. And you know what I never realized about personal training that it is more than and I learned that when it's that mental.
0: Was, it's it's mental health it's a million social. times more social, but it's just as your experience of fitness is and your dad's before you, you know, his, you know, he wasn't on a machine. He was, you know, operating a machine, but right. that was and his. And building machines. For, my, dad, well, yeah. my dad
1: patented two machines that he used this, to this day yeah. in that industry. Right. But so, I want to answer your question about how I feel like what I tell my clients now that are most of my clients are kind of my age or above.
0: Well, you're, you know? you're now the the senior trainer more, would you agree? I mean, you've, you've probably got more experience under your belt than a lot of the people that are out there doing it. So you've yes, seen, and I
1: believe to um, being at a, in cross training has been helpful for me. Cause I did, I do have certification in Pilates. I taught group fitness and did the whole choreographed group fitness through the Y, which, you know, my wife, family till still is, that's my primary. That's what I learned. Yeah. The, Basics about personal training and where to go to progress in the industry and expand and meet people. I started downtown. You meet a lot of people that um are just wonderful. I mean, I think it being a nonprofit is probably the primary reason. Yeah. Maybe. But um, it's a wonderful organization that I always will be a part of, and that's why I I found it there in group fitness. So starting out in group fitness and teaching choreographed group fitness, talking about the trends of step aerobics and what we used to make, it was before choreographed, we had choreographed our own classes. We
0: made you up your own classes, yeah. yeah. And
1: then the people started not being able to substitute for you. And, sure,
0: and, because they didn't know, yeah.
1: Right. And so this this method is, is, is very What was compelling. the one
0: that was at Lifestyles that Dina, Dina loved? Um, Body flow. Yeah, but it or was Les Mills.
1: Les Mills. Yes. Yeah. Les Mills has 10 disciplines. And yeah. what it is is like at the Y, we bought a few of the, you have to buy them. Yeah. And then they send the kid, they send your girls to the training or whatever. And for me, it's what I lost from dance. Right. I used to love the choreography and learning and 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 teaching body flow and teaching body pump are the only ones I taught. were really, and I still do those classes. And Cynthia, my workout partner, my my I love sister. Them. Yeah. We always say my sister from a different um, different mister. Yeah, it was just definitely. a different <laughs> mister. Um, Because our moms could probably be sisters. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that I learned how to deal with people in group fitness, how to deal with everybody at the same time. You've got somebody who's a beginner. You've got somebody who's advanced. you got to figure it out. Right. You know, so I feel like my experience expands a lot of areas. <laughs>
0: Do you are you trying to implement newer things like, uh, you know, uh, and it's also
1: physique, you know, like when I did compete, sure. I don't really, comp- I really haven't trained anybody for a show or anything like that. But um, my experience with doing that helped me a little. Now, as far as nutrition goes, you asked me about that. I feel that it's not out of my scope of practice. I will refer you to a nutritionist is what I always say, but I can tell you what I do. Yeah. And I can tell you that Shakeology is amazing. And if you start with that every day,
2: you're
0: you're 10 steps ahead everybody 10
1: steps ahead
0: yeah you know, yeah yeah. so uh you know i've mentioned this a couple times but like the crossfit thing the group fitness has come about and now it's even seemed to have evolved from there it seems like this olympic weightlifting i don't even know what you call that but i'm seeing a lot online where people are doing the deadlifts and the clean and jerks and all that and it's it's not just football players now it's you know, women and kids, and and so that's becoming a, a new thing. And then also the the movement specific training that you know, like my nephew John John with baseball. You know, you have a lot of these facilities that are or training even
1: like Dean is doing.
0: Yeah, 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 that are very specific to a movement. That's 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 an important movement for a sport. Right. So there there seems to be a lot. It's more fractured. A lot more. Sp- you know specified to a certain thing whereas it used to just be going to the gym now there's a million well, I think different things COVID that you can covid
1: has definitely brought maybe, people back
0: down to and a baseline well
1: brought maybe the like I know like my friends that it on the street they are they were crossfitters yeah, and they have to do it at home now Sure. so they bought their stuff they bought they went and they got their stuff so the stuff you're talking about Olympic lifting as a bit of lifting at home is basically crossfitters that right. are Working out at home because yeah. it's COVID. Um, and I said, like, a lot of the group fitness to, you know, be, you know, people trying to, to be creative.
2: The virtual when, well,
1: training is virtual how. Virtual training.
0: The, I mean, but that's when what we they're. we closed
1: down, I had to teach school. Yeah. For months. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, that was a little bit hard for me and my lifestyle. But a lot of my friends that don't have kids, they can focus on that. Yeah. Um, or just people at different points in their career. Of, right. Right can do something like that i offered what i still offer is i always say it's just my fitness yeah it's my fitness is the way i train you know i have a specific warm-up that warms up the body i'm really big on pliability um training shout out to tb12 another great place tom brady has opened his little clinic here and it's right by defy medical
2: yeah
1: (laughs) share the same building yeah um and their trainers are amazing and 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 the concept is concierge training for everyday people that can pay for it right but it's it's basically you know functional fitness movement the muscles are hard they're gonna pull on the joints break them down yeah you know pliability work on the foam roller you know all the stuff they've taught us And it's just experience and then obviously adding it to an athlete and, you know, trying to, I'm trying to redesign people's bodies from a postural perspective. Those are things I've learned with Pilates training that again, I will, my Pilates training as much as I, I loved being a Pilates teacher and experiencing it for what I did for that time. But fitness is more my speed, always has been. Um I do love yoga. I've never been certified to teach it other than body flow, but I enjoy going and I think I would love if I ever had to learn my husband probably was like real estate, mm-hmm. not fitness. Um if I had to learn how to do something else, I would definitely go to Well that's that, I mean that's
0: that's been around longer than
1: right. every like, you know, other thing. thing and
0: and f- from a longevity perspective, I mean, that's something that most people can do and you know throughout their life you right, know so right. that's and
1: so i always tell my clients that maybe feel bad about having to pee after they do three jump ropes we're we're at a different point in yeah. our life you yeah. know if you want to go in and use my bathroom i'm fine with it but if you tell me what your goals are and i gotta try and get you how to, to tell you how to get there i can modify exercises um i'm not we're training me i say 15 or, you know, I say lifting weights, you know, 12 to 15s on the young side to just to introduce it. But the teens and the 20s is for building, mm-hmm. for building your body. Sure. And for building the, the the mass that you want and creating the muscle that's going to burn the fat. A, mu- a body that has muscle on it is burning fat without doing anything. Right. The idea is to get muscle on your body in a healthy way. Right, so we eat the right things, and we do the exercise. The exercise is movement. If you, it's not going to happen tomorrow. That's the thing is, people are like, "Wow!" I, I look at my arms, and I, they're my arms. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not used to my arms looking very different than somebody else's arms. But oh my god, you got great arms! And that's a compliment to me. It really is. But I didn't get these arms in one day. Yeah. I mean, it's been 20 years of getting up five in the morning. Yeah. And you know. And also when I used to carry a tray up the stairs and get yeah. into it with five plates on it, right. who carries trays anymore, but, um, working your body work equals results. You don't, and I tell my people, my people all the time, I'm a big person of consequences equal to the action. The action yeah. equals a consequence at this point in my life. I do not want to diet. I'm not dieting for a show. I don't want to set that example for my kids at this point. At this point, I want to drink wine at night if I want to do that, but I'm going to maybe
0: bust your ass and kind of
1: bust my ass or just be okay with the fact. I'm not going to go work. easy on
0: yourself too. A yeah. Yeah.
1: Results. Yeah. and Only put in a third of the work. Yeah. That is never going to got to adjust. Out. Yeah. Your expectations, you, your expectations. It's got to be what you put in. Yeah. So I always tell them, I give out a workout and I say, you can do it two times or you can do it four times. Yeah. No matter how many, however many times you're going to do it, you're going to get that much more of a benefit. Sure. And if you're not feeling it that day, use that day for pliability. Yeah. Get on the foam roller.
2: Yeah. Stretch. Yeah.
1: Walk. Yeah. Do something active. Being active is where we need to be. We have sick kids and we can't get to the gym. You know, I'll send you a workout that you can do at home. 25 jumping jacks, 25 of everything. Jumping jacks, sit ups, push ups, squat jumps. There you go. There's a workout. I mean, I I I do it for free. I could charge and probably pay a little bit. Well, you more believe in it. It's it.
0: it's 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 your gift that you're giving the world.
1: I like to think of it that way. And I have to tell you, I it really it I think it does something for my confidence when people learn something from me.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, it helps yeah.
1: me knowing that I'm helping somebody look better, feel better, anything that I do for them. Is it's just my personality is to give to give something to yeah. give back, and you know if I had to 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 say would I rather be on the entitled side or the like you were talking about never expecting anything to be for you? I want to say. Halfway in the middle, a little towards the conservative side. Yeah. Where I feel.
0: Moderation. So this is a conversation and and now we're going into hour two. So I'm going to wrap it up soon, I promise. But um, the hardest thing to do is moderation. Extremes are easier to do than moderation. Like it's easy to just not give a shit about your health and just fucking put whatever in your mouth then you can also basically fast and just i'm not going to eat anything i'm not going to drink anything i'm going to fucking do all this other stuff the extremes are easier than the middle and i'm having to more in my life get comfortable in the middle be okay with the middle and, and try and say you know, this is the, this is the way to go. And it's, it's with everything. It's with diet, it's with exercise, it's that's, with, that's the it's with politics, it's with money. You know, I, I, I don't want to piss away a bunch of money on stupid shit, but also like some people like my dad, you know, Never spent a penny on anything. And And it's like I don't I
1: say the same thing. Yeah. Like you wanna you work for it. You wanna enjoy it. Yeah, and and not judge yourself and
0: not be critical about it. So
1: right. But I think a little bit of that is just, you know, like I said, it's experience, it's learning, it's learning from others. Yeah. It's I'm trying to I love learning about people. Yeah. And I put that in your letter. And that's what I love about this podcast, is that Anybody who's important to you. Yeah. Whether it's an important person in Tampa.
0: Well, right. Not everybody's going to, you know, who listens to Brian Schaefer's podcast, who listens to Angelia Waygood's podcast. You know, it's going to be different people, but... I know Nicole's going to listen to it, and I know Cynthia's going to listen to it, and (laughs) I know Chuck's going to listen to it. So right,
1: but it's but it's still like you like to learn about people that you have. Oh, it's it's a therapy
0: session for me. Every one of them is a therapy session, and I I
1: think that's amazing, and I love what you've created with this. I think that that's something that I would aspire to do, Um, and I love your setup, man. No, I appreciate
0: it. Well, anytime you want to come back. Oh, and this is the artist. So this is Navalundi. There's a long story behind this, but I'll send you. You were talking about doing oil pictures or whatever. People in your family. This is not a good example. This was kind of a joke. This is like, when, what is it? Well, this is when COVID, when everybody was going out buying toilet paper. It's oh a joke. God. It's a roll of toilet X paper, gold. gold-laden roll of that. toilet paper. So, but
1: that. Now <laughs> that you say that, but before you said what it was, yeah, I had no idea. Now I can only see that.
0: Well, she did uh, – what was the, sh- the shooting at the school in Miami? Um, I'm trying to remember. I know
1: which one. I saw well, the movie about s- it.
0: Well, so she started doing uh- – portraits of a lot of the people who passed away and she does gorgeous stuff anyway so i'm going to send her to you but anyway thank you so much for coming in uh see we did two hours without even batting an eyelash i loved it um,
1: i mean i don't know how interesting it was well but it was I that it
0: was interesting to me so <laughs> um if people want to find you or solicit your services how do they do that
1: okay um like i said i kind of just started out a few mo-
0: do you have I an email you do you have a, a selfie? Yeah. that's what i'm gonna
1: tell you <laughs> okay I'm going to tell you, it's Angelia Castellano-Waygood, and that's my name, 813-380-5837, and my email is cast6202, C-A-S-T-6202, at yahoo.com. Anybody who is interested in anything about fitness... um, or fitness. Therapy. Young
0: or old, healthy, unhealthy. Old. I've done it all. Rehabbing injuries, all of it.
1: I did my mom's knee surgery. I go I work with old people, young people, I've worked with kids. I've I've done I can work with anybody, but um I don't have a ton of time and um I really enjoy um trying to figure out a way where I can spread it a little bit yeah, better.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in.